everyone, I'm Christine, and this is Uni Life with Canvas Nottingham. So this week, I am so excited because I am getting to introduce you to, or maybe tell you more about, one of our new Canvas teammates. Her name is Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Christine. <laughs> and this is your first podcast experience, right? We did the Ask Us Anything, but this That's is my true. prime is time. Your- yes. So welcome to primetime podcast experience. Um, I'm really excited for people to get to know you a bit more today. I know with life being the way that it is right now, it's really hard to get to know people, new people especially. And so I'm hoping that our conversation today will just give people a little bit of insight into your story and your life and get to know you a bit more. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Awesome. So let's start with just that. Tell us a bit of your story. Who are you? Where are you from? Take us back to the very beginning. Well, uh, my name's Alicia. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, and I think it's one of the best places ever. Uh, not to visit. We're literally 50 out of 50 on the states when you look at tourism, but uh, to live, pretty great place. Uh, yeah, I was born, I was at, not actually born in Lincoln. I was born in Omaha and we moved to Lincoln when I was about a year and a half old. Um, my parents divorced when I was pretty little, um, which was part of what uh, was the move to Lincoln from Omaha. And I have, at the time, I had three older siblings that are triplets, which is fun. Um, People will ask me, oh, how many older siblings do you have? I'm like, three. And they're like, oh, how old are they? And I only ever give them one age. Because in my brain, like, they're they're all the same age. And I forget that that's that's not normal. And it just makes me sound super rude. And it is not intentional. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that being confusing for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they'll give me a weird look and I'm like, I answered your question. (laughs) And then I remember like, oh yeah, you should, it's probably helpful for you to know that that all three of them were born at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, like I said, when I was little, my mom, my parents got divorced. My mom moved to Lincoln. She went to uni. Uh, so she had waited for a while to go to uni until after she had kids, and so she went to the University of Nebraska, which is where I actually later went to uni. That's awesome. So before you move for like on telling your story, give us a little picture of Nebraska. Because I feel like, you know, the states often get lumped into this one large category, but obviously each one is very different. You're giving it some rave reviews about it being a great state to live. So What is it like? Why is it a great place to live? Yeah, so Nebraska is uh, geographically about the size of Great Britain with less than 2 million people in it. So it's very agricultural. Um, There are two cities, exactly two cities, Lincoln and Omaha, and those are the two places that I've ever lived. It's very flat. Um, Once you get out of the city, you can drive for about 30 minutes before you see another town. And it is the most incredible, they have just like the best sunsets 
that you will ever see in your life. Like just flat, open skies. It's generally pretty sunny. There isn't a ton of cloud cover. Oh, they're so pretty. Um, Yeah, that's Nebraska. People are generally quite kind. Slow pace of life. It's a fun place to grow up. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good sunset, so you're you're pulling on my heartstrings right now. They're so good. You can come visit anytime. Yes, I would like that very much. Mm-hmm. All right, carry on. What happens next in life of Alicia? Ooh, so I – so in America, you have kindergarten, and then you have grades 1 through 12 – So I went to kindergarten at a public school and then my mom had graduated from uni at that point and gotten a job and she decided that she wanted me to go to the private Catholic school that she had gone to while she was in school. And so she placed me into that school. Um, She just kind of did it. My dad was a part of the conversation, but I only saw him like four days a month. So he was a part of my life for sure. But uh, he wasn't an integral part of those type of decision-making processes. So, yeah, I went to Catholic school. I did not like it um, really at all. It it was just kind of a harsh – that particular setting was just pretty harsh for me, um, especially coming from, like, a a home where I only had one parent and I didn't have, like, your stereotypical. And I had three older siblings um, that were actually from a previous marriage of my mom's. And so – it was not the vibe that they were looking for. Uh, I never quite settled in there. Um, and also at the time I was going to a Catholic school, but my mom was more like in like a Protestant Christian nominal church. So she would, we would go on Christmas and Easter and maybe every once in a while to a church that was not the church that I went to at like mass Monday through Friday. So that was really interesting. And then when I was in the fifth grade, uh, I moved back into public schools, which I very much enjoyed. Gotcha. So you were going to a Catholic school, and what did faith look like in those early days of your life? What role did it play? Uh, I don't really think that it played a, a big significant role at all. Like I would tell you that I was Christian and obviously like I went to Catholic school and I was baptized Catholic as a baby, but I wouldn't say that it really informed any part of my life other than when people would ask me what religion I am. Like I would say I was either Christian or Catholic just, so it was like a, it was there. I knew who Jesus was. I had to take religion class every day, but it wasn't something that was a part, like an active part of my life while I was younger. Why do you think it was that you considered yourself or would have called yourself a Christian at such a young age, even though faith didn't play like a very big role in your life at that time? I think for me, it was like, that's what my parents would tell me. Um, Also, like I'm Midwestern. Everybody's Christian in the Midwest is what they'll tell you. So um I think it was very much just like, that's what my parents said. That's what my society said. So that's what it was. And, you know, when you're, when you're little, I didn't, I just didn't think about it. Yeah, I get that. So 
carry us through to the rest of your school age years. What did those look like? Yeah. So in America, it's broken up into primary school, which is in my town years one through five, middle school, which is years six through eight, and then high school, which is years nine through 12. So I entered into middle school. Uh, I loved middle school. Most people don't. You're like ages, I think I was 11 when I started and 13 when I left. And those those are just kind of nasty ages. But um, oh, also at this point, I had gained two more siblings. So my dad had gotten remarried. I had my little brother. I didn't have him. My stepmom had my little brother when I was eight in the third grade. And then my little sister was born when I was in the sixth grade. But loved middle school. I had this group of friends. Uh, we thought we were musically inclined. We're not. Like now as an adult, I can be like, yeah, I can kind of sing a little bit, but like I have limited musical ability. Uh, but we used to just like hang out, go to the mall, go to the movies. And then we like, this is like prime Cheetah Girls age. And so we were going to be like the Cheetah Girls and we were going to start our own music group. And that is what we were going to do with our lives. And we were going to be so famous. Obviously that <laughs> didn't happen, but it was the dream. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm not famous. I am. Yeah, no. So that is really surprising that you enjoyed middle school. I think it is one of the most awkward phases of a human's life. <laughs> and it normally is not super enjoyable for a lot of people. I think at least that's the reputation it has. So I'm glad that you are one of the few that really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. I just yeah, I I developed a pretty cool crew of friends. They all came from homes in which their parents also weren't together and so it, it wasn't strange that like I'd go to Omaha every other weekend and oh, I can't hang out this weekend cuz I'm going to be with my dad's. But what about next weekend? Like we just got to hang out. There wasn't there wasn't any awkwardness in that because they were also experiencing the same thing. And you know, you could I could easily go to their dad's house or their mom's house and understand that dynamics are just going to be different uh, because that was the life I was also living. So um, unfortunately, those same girls did not go with me to high school. Uh, we all split up all throughout the city. So there's seven high schools in Lincoln and we went to the four of us went to three different high schools. So uh, we kind of disbanded. And this was right before phones, like really were the equate, like mobile phones. Obviously, we still had like the phone in the kitchen and it was just harder to keep in contact. So our, our friend group kind of disintegrated as we went into high school. That's when the cheetah girls went their separate ways, huh? It was. That was right after the third movie and they were done. <laughs> and so we were like, mm, time to pack up. <laughs> I love what you shared about in regards to your friend group in middle school. Cause I think it just goes to show how having a good group of friends or a good community who are like in a similar un phase of life or who just know you where you find belonging can really transform, I think a period of life. And that's really cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was it was cool to have that that crew in such like a what would normally be considered an awkward caddy time of life. Definitely. So. 
So what happens in high school? The Cheetah Girls have just broken up. And yeah. did you join a new band? Uh, actually, I quit band. I was in band in middle school. Uh, still stayed in choir, but did not was not in band. Um, in high school, I kind of jumped around friend groups. Like uh, my high school was incredibly diverse. Uh, Lincoln is actually a secondary re- refugee relocation center. And so in my high school, there were kids from all over the world. So there was all of these, just so many different pockets of people to hang out with. Um, And I never quite landed on like one specific crew. Uh, I was generally liked by most people. Like I just generally get along with just about everybody. That was true in high school. Um, But I never really found my, my, like my belonging, my people. I tell people I'd redo middle school in a heartbeat, but I don't really ever want to redo high school. Yeah, I get that. I think not finding your place for such an extended period of time, especially in school. I feel like it's such a social atmosphere being with these same people day in and day out. And so I think it is really hard when you're unable to kind of find where you fit in. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely had its had its difficult moments. Um but my last year in high school, so that would be like year 12, my mom had gotten involved with the local church that we had kind of been going to. Um I had gone to their like youth group which was like church but for middle and high schoolers and I just wasn't really excited about it. Like it was not really where I wanted to be. The kids were not the kindest. Um And they were those kids that are like, they'd be nice to me at youth group and then would not give me the time of day at school. I'm like, okay, bye. I don't need you. Uh, And so, but my mom had joined this Bible study with these grandmas. They were probably in their 60s and 70s. um, And they started doing this like book on fear. I was like, well, I've got fear and I like grandmas. So I'll go to that. Uh, And so I did. I would sit in this room with 12 people that included me, a 20-year age, 29-year age gap, then my mother, and then another 20-year age gap with the next youngest person. Uh, And I loved those ladies. I'm still in contact with some of them. Unfortunately, some of them have passed on, but they were just so kind and loving, and I found belonging. there with with grandmas and I love that yeah and so one day one of these women she grabbed my hand and she goes Alicia I need you to meet these two people they work at basically like a canvas like thing at the university you're going to be going to and I want you to get connected with them and I was like internally my brain was like, I don't want to get connected with them. No, thank you. Externally, I was born and raised in the Midwest and you do not say no to 65-year-old woman, especially at church in front of your mother. So I was like, mm-hmm, yes, ma'am, let's go. Definitely. So before you carry on, what were like your reservations about meeting these people? Was it meeting new people? Was it that they were Christian? Like, What was it that you were hesitant about? 
Yeah, I think for me, it was that they were Christians my age. Like that had never gone well for me in the past. And so for me, it was like, it wasn't so much the meeting new people. It was my past experience with Christians my age has been that like, they can be, for lack of a better term, a little two-faced. And I don't really want to be a part of that community. And the only reason why I'm going to go to this is because Miss Cindy just told me that I need to go to this. Fair. So it was more about the group of people in this like canvas, like community, less about the people who are leading it. Yeah. Got it. But I knew by meeting the people that were leading it, I was going to eventually have to meet the people that were in it. And you would still consider yourself a Christian at this point in your life? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) got that. Okay. So what happens next? So I meet these people. Um, Their names are Derek and Jackie. They're fantastic. And Jackie adds me on Facebook and she's like, you should come to the stuff that we're doing in the summer. Because I went to uni in my hometown. And so it was pretty, like, logistically, it was quite easy for me to just transition into hanging out with them. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to do this. And she just kept inviting me and kept inviting me. And Miss Cindy just kept asking, oh, have you gone and hung out with this Canvas-like community? And I would have to tell her no, because you can't lie in church. And so eventually, I I was like, oh, I got to do this. And my mom looked at me, because my mom is also in this group. And she's like, yeah, you got to do that. So I decided one night that I was going to go. And it was at uh, Derek and Jackie's home at the time. And I showed up about five minutes early, you know, to be polite, not realizing that this particular community ran 30 minutes late. So uh, Derek and Jackie were not ready for me. Um, I had to sit awkwardly in their living room for 20 minutes on the couch, just kind of hanging out while they were getting ready. Because... I didn't know. Oh my gosh, that just pains me in thinking about having that awkward experience because I think I've definitely been there before where you show up and you're like, oh gosh, I wish that I had not done this. Right, because I didn't want to be there in the first place. So now not only did I not want to be there in the first place, now I'm like kind of awkwardly there. And Derek and Jackie are the kindest people and they were trying to make it better, but it was... It was uncomfortable. And I was expecting for this to go an hour. I was like, okay. I had psyched myself up literally in the in the car park outside their flat, psyching myself up. I'm going to go in five minutes beforehand. It's going to be done in an hour. I was going to get myself some Chick-fil-A lemonade on the way home. And then like, it was going to be done. It went for three hours, Christine. Oh, gosh. It started 30 minutes late and then went for three hours and I just, but the three hours were actually pretty great. Um, I went in, I was pretty hesitant uh, to say the least. So I don't want to be there. I've just sat for 30 minutes waiting for these people that I'm not quite sure that I want to meet to show up because I don't want to be disrespectful to Miss Cindy. Um, And they finally start showing up and they're so kind. Like, they're friendly. They're easy to talk to. They're asking me questions and like genuinely care about my response. Um, 
And so they, it was a Bible study. And so they started like reading the Bible and I hadn't truly dug into reading the Bible since religion class in the fourth grade. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I didn't really say much. So for three hours I was pretty silent, which is really not my vibe. Uh, it wasn't my vibe when I was 18. It's not my vibe now, but I was quiet, except for I remember specifically, I only said one thing the whole time that I was there. And when I said it, everybody looked up and looked at me and actually cared and like respected me in that way. And that had never happened ever in any sort of faith community amongst my peers. And I remember just being like so impacted by that particular moment um like as I'm saying it like I have the picture of that in my brain right now yeah how did that make you feel that moment um I think it made me feel respected valued uh in a way it was like a small show of love of like no we genuinely we just met you but we genuinely care not just what you have to say but just like I'm going to look up and look at you while you're speaking. Uh, And I just, yeah, it was just like a great moment that I had never experienced. And I can't remember what they said, but there's this saying, and I don't know who it's by, but it's like people might not remember what you say, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that is definitely true in this moment that I remember how that community made me feel. And then making me feel that way is what, made me come back the next week. Um, I wasn't quite ready to show up 30 minutes late because I just couldn't bring myself to that level of ridiculousness. Uh, But I did show up 15 minutes late the next time. So where do you go from there? You have come to this Canvas-like Bible study two weeks in a row, and this is the summer before your uni experience. So like, what does uni life look like for you? Yeah. Um, so I continued to like go to their like activities and events and stuff for about six weeks before I, that was before I started uni. And so I started uni, um, uni starts in the middle of August, um, which is also when my birthday is. So that was always like, oh, I'm excited for my birthday. Also (laughs) school's going to start again. Um, And I just like fell right into place with this community. So all the students that had not been there during the summer came back for the school year. And it looked different in the school year than in the summer. But I think like they just kind of kept, everybody was still kind. Everybody was welcoming. Um, And they would talk about Jesus in a way that I had never heard before. Um, It wasn't the sterile environment of a, religion class taught by a nun who is her job to try to make eight-year-olds learn these different theological viewpoints. Um, It was like these people were talking about this Jesus who is loving and kind that had this impact on their life and impacted the way that they live. And I was like, what is, what is that? Um, And I, so I kept meeting with Derek and Jackie uh, and they just like we kept doing almost like a biblical practices type thing that we do at canvas, but it was just like one-on-one. So like me with the two of them would do this like biblical practices thing um, where they would 
teach me about, I would say they teach me about Jesus. Like I had done religion class, but they would teach me about what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus and how Jesus impacts life. Um, and we would study like different letters in the new Testament. And, uh, I never had a particular moment where I was like, yeah, this is my aha moment where I'm going to become a Christian. But I think one day throughout that process of like learning and discovering, I realized that I believed what they believed, not just because that's what my parents told me or my community told me, but because that's what I believed. Um, and mm-hmm. I have like seen God and experienced God for myself um, for really like the first time ever. So at that point in time, what would it have like, how was it different if you were to say, yeah, hi, I'm Alicia and I'm a Christian. You know, what did that mean at that point in time versus what it meant when you were in primary school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say like externally, my external behaviors didn't change a whole bunch. Like I had always kind of been a goody two shoes. I'd watched my sister get in so much trouble while she was in high school that I was terrified of what my mother would do to me if I ever tried to do the nonsense that she tried to do. So I kind of stayed in my lane. Um, but I would say there was a big internal difference in me, like knowing that I was loved, worthy, valued just for being who I was, that it didn't really matter that my parents weren't together or that I didn't have a traditional upbringing, like being a part of a community that truly loved and accepted me just because I'm me. Um, like that definitely changed my internal dialogue significantly. Mm -hmm. So originally being Christian was like a cultural or family kind of identity piece. Yeah. Whereas then in uni, it was more of what, like, did you grasp the relational side of faith more or? Yeah. I think it was like, something that just like like rooted itself inside of my inner being um because before it was very much like in growing up it was like oh yeah I'm Christian because you know I was baptized Catholic as a baby and I live in Nebraska whereas like when I got went to uni and kind of did that went through that biblical practices type thing it was like no I'm Christian because I believe that there truly is a God and I believe that he truly works and I believe that Jesus is is real. Um, and I believe that the, what the Bible says is real. And that uh, started to like transform the way you like saw yourself and stuff you were saying, like being yeah. worthy and valued and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So at what point in time did this take place? You becoming, or I, I want to say becoming a Christian, but at that point in time, you already considered yourself a Christian. So after biblical practices. <laughs> yeah, I would. So that was probably my first term. So I would say towards the end of my first term was when like the switch from was made for me from being Christian because that's where I grew up to being Christian because that's who I am. Gotcha. So it was more of like a choice at that point. A personal decision. Yeah. Like beforehand, Mm -hmm. it was a part of my identity, but it was was pretty loose. 
Um, yeah. Whereas like after my first semester at uni, that's when it became like a, a, a core part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you find particularly challenging throughout your experience of uni? So my uni experience was pretty unique. Um, my dad got diagnosed with cancer at the end of my first year at uni and then passed away halfway through my third year at uni. And so to be honest, a lot of my time and energy in that particular time span was just like spent. I was also working. So I was working 20 hours a week, going to class, trying to be a part of this community and trying to take care of my dad. And that was like my life. It took up like, that is just a lot to handle. Um, and then after, uh, after my dad passed away, uh, I had heard about this organization of Canvas-like communities my first year at uni. And basically, this guy came and spoke. And he was like, oh, we have this awesome opportunity. You can come and be an exchange student and study abroad and get like credit towards your degree. And I was like, that's perfect. I'm studying international business and economics with a minor in Spanish. You have a location in Spain. I, it was a part of my requirement to graduate that I had to study abroad somewhere. So it's like, perfect. I'm going to go to Spain. Uh, So that was, we were chatting about that my first year at uni, my dad got sick, those plans got put on hold. And so uh, my fourth year at uni, also pause, uni in America is either four or five years. That's very normal. I was not like delayed or ridiculous. Like (laughs) it was, that's just normal. That's just how life works in America. I went for five years because I double majored and minored. So my fourth year of five years at uni, uh, I actually decided to go be a part of one of these communities in Spain. It's called En Vivo. It's in Salamanca. It's Salamanca is beautiful and very Spanish. And En Vivo is just this really amazing community where like everyone is welcome and you can come hang out and uh, they call themselves a student association with Christian character. Uh, and I've always really liked that description of in vivo because that is what I experienced there. Nice. So you went to Spain. I imagine you went back and graduated from uni afterwards. I did. I uh, In Nebraska, you actually get handed your diploma as you walk across the stage. So definitely had it important to note. Yep. Looked at it and everything. They're very strict about where you sit at my uni graduation, probably because they hand out 3000 actual diplomas. Wow. So how do, did you go from living in Nebraska, traveling to Spain to study abroad, graduating from a uni in Nebraska to living in Nottingham today? (laughs) Yeah. So while I was at in vivo, um, they were talking about planting another canvas in Southern Ireland. Um, and it was originally going to be a whole bunch of people from like my uni system. Uh, so much like Knotts has unis in Nottingham, Malaysia, and China. Nebraska has unis in three different cities, but in Nebraska. Um, and so people from that system were going to go and start this new community. Um, <clears throat> And so I heard about that while I was in Spain and really just felt like that was right. 
Like I, I like my degrees. I don't love them. Um, I wasn't overly excited about them, but by the time I figured that out, I was already three and a half years in. So I might as well just finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea of working and like being a part of creating this type of community for students was incredibly appealing to me. And I was like, you know, I think I want to spend at least the time of my life doing that. Um, so I obviously don't live in Ireland um, through a whole bunch of different exchanges that actually became more apparent that it would be a better f- fit for me to come here to Nottingham to be a part of Canvas, which has been a gift. I love it so much. Yeah. And so it was kind of a slow transition for me. I graduated from uni in 2016 after being at uni for five years. So um, it's kind of been a, a slow moving train to get here to Nottingham, but I kind of almost wouldn't have it any other way because then it wouldn't be the, the place that I'm in right now. It's very true. What has been hard about moving to Nottingham? Uh, an international move in a pandemic would not recommend. <laughs> um, you heard it, it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, COVID things have been hard. Um, America does COVID quite differently than the UK does COVID. And so transitioning mindset uh, from the way that the US does things to the way that England does things has been uh, a little bit of a struggle. Um, and moving into a country where you can't you can't really see anybody um, has definitely created its challenges. But every person that I see on this planet is either current friend or potential friend. So we're making it work. Nice. What has been your favorite thing about working at Canvas so far? Mm, hanging out with students. Like just getting to be a part and like being invited into like y'all's lives has been really awesome to get to know like the quirks and what motivates people and how they think and what your favorite board games are. Uh, my board game experience was limited to uh, the game of life and um, ticket to ride. So I, my horizons have been opened uh, and it's just been really cool just to get to know what makes the canvas community, the canvas community. You mentioned getting to know people's quirks. What are some of your quirks or unique things about you? Oh, <laughs> I get very excited about things just like visually excited. Like I have no problem like throwing my arms up in the air. I generally don't care what other people think about me. And when I'm in that state, which does not help, um, it just adds to the ridiculousness. Um, I like to eat my chili with cinnamon rolls. Uh, That has been a, a contention point amongst the canvas staff. That's a very Nebraska thing. Um, None of the other staff are from Nebraska, and so naturally they think it's disgusting. It is not. I highly recommend you try it. Uh, let me know. I'll give you the tips and tricks on how to do it well. If you do, I want to hear about it <laughs> for sure. It's a, gr- what, it's a great food. What about 
pet peeves. What's one of your pet peeves? Ooh. I'm generally not over fussed about a whole bunch of things. A lot of my pet peeves are like when someone takes away another person's voice, like I get really annoyed at that. Or um, when people are just generally disrespectful and mean to other humans. But I don't know if you could call that a pet peeve is more of just like a, a general annoyance. Um, uh, I would, um, one of the things that I've appreciated about England is that there's a lack of queue jumping because queue jumping is definitely like, why? Wait your turn. Everybody's got a turn. You ain't special. Wait your turn. Noted. Do not cut in line when you are around Alicia. Yes. So obviously you have moved to Nottingham in a very strange time and hoping that things start to open up in the future. What's something that you're really looking forward to doing in England? Everything. Once life. <laughs> something I've learned about Alicia since she moved here is that sometimes she likes to have a lot of options, like pick a lot of answers for a question um, and so this is a perfect example of that, but I'm going to, I'm going to pigeonhole you, which I feel like could be one of your pet peeves. And I'm going to uh, encourage you to think of one thing that you're really looking forward to doing. So England is an island and I've been trying to get to the beach for a year. Um, and so I'm really excited to get to the beach. I don't care what kind of beach, preferably a sandy one. Maybe some warm water. I don't really know if that's possible. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I literally will go to some random no, middle of nowhere and just look at the ocean. Um, so I'm excited to go to the beach. Uh, I'm also just excited to experience life in Nottingham. Like, like, what is it? What is it like to have all the restaurants and shops open and, mm-hmm. you know, people on out in Old Market Square and, the Christmas market and bonfire night and the theater and all of that fun stuff. Definitely. Well, this has been so fun and I definitely have gotten to know you a bit better through this conversation and I hope everyone else has as well. The way that we typically wrap up our podcast episodes is by asking a few rapid fire questions. So are you ready, Alicia? Yes. All right, number one, complete this sentence. Community is? I think for me, a community is a place or a feeling, maybe not even a place, a feeling where you just feel like you belong and you also feel like you can help other people belong. Yeah. What is your favorite takeaway? Ooh, so it used to be German donor kebab, um, but I think I might be German donor kebabbed out. So uh, there's this place called Nosh in Beeston. It's a Chinese place. It's fantastic. I think that might be my my new fave. I second that. They've been closed over lockdown. It's been so sad. It's been the worst. Soon. What is something you've benched recently and enjoyed? Uh, literally yesterday, I watched four episodes of something called Firefly Lane. 
it's on Netflix. It's with Katherine Heigl and uh, some other people. And it's just, it's intriguing and it's fun. And it, I watched four episodes in a day. So that is definitely my current, most current binge. Yep. I've watched it as well. And after watching it, I found out it's based on a book. So there you go. Book club. Whoop. <laughs> What is something that you are grateful for at the moment? Hmm. I'm grateful for community. Um, community, both in my physical location and community that I only get to talk to over uh, technology. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also grateful for the warmer weather, which is two, but. <laughs> we'll let it slide this time. All right, last one. It's the would you rather. Would you rather, Alicia, have one extra finger or one extra toe? Finger. I feel like a toe would just get in the way and a finger would could, could be very useful. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's the fastest would you rather question I have ever answered. <laughs> well, glad I gave you such an easy one then. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Uni Life with Canvas Nottingham. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Alicia a bit more. And we would love for you to join us next week on Monday for the podcast discussion. If you have any questions, you can ask Alicia then and share your thoughts about this week's episode. You also can email us at unilife at canvashouse.org. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook where we post all of our upcoming events and information. And that's at Canvas Nottingham. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you back here next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.